Good morning. This is Ruth Wittstein, and you're listening to the Displaced Northerner. <sighs> it is April 27th, Monday morning at 7.56 a.m. What am I doing awake at this hour? My goodness, I never do this. I'm never usually awake this early, but I am. I've been having trouble sleeping, dealing, what have you, and uh, so... And now I, I actually got some sleep. I went and bought me. Oh, man, I'll tell you. I went out there in the world yesterday with my mask on because my husband really can't go out because we are waiting to find out if he's got coronavirus. It's just scary. So, yes, lit my cigar. It's the only time I smoke, folks. Um, I put my hair coverings on and my mask on and gloves on. I have glasses so that it can cover my eyes. And to go out to the Dollar General, which is close to where I live, to buy a few groceries. So I needed to get some things. And I really needed to find some melatonin. Excuse me, to help me sleep because I'm having a rough time sleeping at night. And I have the night before I did get some rest, but I I took um, I took a Benadryl and a liquid Benadryl and a little little swig of that to help me sleep. The downside of Benadryl is it dries you out, and um, you wake up with this stupid hangover, and I hate that. So, um, yeah, I decided to go to the DG to do a little bit of shopping. And, you know, get that and get some other things. Look for, see if they have paper products. We need to buy some milk and, you know, regular groceries and what have you. And because they do have groceries at Dollar General. And I am a cheapskate. So, anyhow. Uh, and, and they've got this wonderful brand. I don't know if many people know about it. I don't know if I can talk about brands on this podcast. But I like the Dollar General brands. Like the actual Dollar General brand itself. And then... I like the Clover Valley brand. I really like it. It's like if you buy their soups, I bought their vegetable vegetarian soups, and they have fewer nonsense in them than the other soups. Just, you know, and it's cheaper. You know, I'm all about that because right now we need to watch our monies anyways, and it's, you know, it's a no-brainer to be careful on that. So anyhow, but okay, so I went down there. And I've got my my PPE on, you know, before I ever got in the car, I had gloves on and I was cleaning it with um, sanitizer because my husband had been in there and um, just to be safe that I wasn't going to get sick. Um, he may not even have this. We just don't know. We're waiting for the results. It could be it could be Friday before we hear anything at all. It's coming Friday. Um, so he's off work until then. Which is making things a little strange because, you know, I love having him around, but my schedule gets off. And finally this morning I just, I said, look, I've got to go do my podcast. I've got to do, get my schedule going. I said, and, and I'm giving my child off one more week of school as far as scheduled type things. We're going to do art again this week. I think we're going to work on some architecture. Mm. And maybe a little... A little math. 
relating to that, looking at angles and stuff. Kind of work it in, in a roundabout way. It's hard to do school when your schedule is all off, and especially when, when Daddy's here, because he's, you know, they, they do things together. I mean, we've all been together, and this is another thing, too. I know if you've got someone in your home that, that might have the COVID-19 symptoms, they tell you to to um, social distance or, you know, we don't sleep in the same bed. My husband and I don't. We haven't been because he has hiatal hernia. Now that we know why his reflux was so bad, he had to be in an elevated bed for that. So he's got a special bed, and he sleeps in a room by himself, which is okay. Was actually right next to the bathroom, um, so that he could get when he would get ready for work in the morning, it'd be right there. He wouldn't be making tons of noise. And my daughter and I, we sleep in this little trailer. My daughter and I share the master room, and um, the bed's so big, you know, she's on one side, I'm on the other. I mean, she's my daughter, so. Um, but then that way, it's worked pretty good for sleeping and what have you. And she and I always stay up way later than he does. So we go to bed later and he gets to go to bed earlier and, you know, we're not messing and stuff. And right now with the germy situation, you know, we're not going to be fooling around, obviously my husband and I aren't. And there's another thing about that too. We're being careful with that because I can't be getting pregnant right now. That's a long story, but I can't because I have lupus and I'm 54 and believe it or not, I'm still capable of getting pregnant. <laughs> yeah not something that we need to have happen at this point. So we're, we are making a commitment to say no, but to just be intimate in our friendship and just be there for each other. And we're fine with that. It's working. Works good for me and works good for him. And he's so funny. He says, Oh, I'm 62 years old. It's not like I think about it all the time. <laughs> I don't think about it at all. The fooling around thing. I don't right now. I'm, you know, when you're going through the change, and I think that's what's happening, it's taking time, your your mind and your body is just like, no freaking way, leave me alone. That's the last thing in the mind I want to be thinking about, you know, so. And there's nothing wrong with, with a little abstinence. It will make the heart grow fonder. My mom and dad were like that. They off and on were abstinent, and, and uh, but very passionate all the way until the very last day of their lives, it seemed like. Uh, you know, they were together. But anyhow, um, back to going to the store. Okay, so he's not going out because he has to stay home. So I, <laughs> I went out dressed to the everything. I get to the Dollar General and I'm looking through the window and there's a lot of cars there. And I was like, oh boy. But I went in. I brought myself my own sanitizer to clean the carts because they didn't have any of that there. That blew me away. No wipes to clean the cart. So I, I cleaned down my own cart. And um, sorry, buddy. You're going to tell me all about it? My dog is I told you about buddy yesterday. Or was it day before yesterday? Yeah, he's over here. Just to, You're going to chew through the whole thing again. I told you about the cone of shame. I don't want to use it on you. Buddy. Okay. Well, anyway. So I realized when I got out of that car and people were looking at me like I was crazy. Okay, so we're still under this social distancing thing. We're still under this. Our, our, our cities, our, 
our area is supposed to... Oh, hold on. Okay, I'm back for a second. Had to distract him again. He's trying to start the chewing thing. He's been up here on the porch here for a while before I ever showed up, but he just, he's got to chew. That's what he do. Anyways, um, back to what I was saying. I get out of the car with my gloves and I <clears throat> walk into the store, walk into the store and I get a cart and I see it out there. It's in the sun. I figure, yeah, you know, I've heard that carts in the sun are better or, you know, surfaces that are in the sun, the UV light, it tends to kill things on surfaces, right? So I, but I went ahead and wiped the handle down anyways and what have you. Sorry, buddy's going to talk to us now. So, um, anyways, I go into the store and the one clerk, I saw her, she had a mask on and she had gloves on. I was like, oh, people are doing that. And, but then I saw the other clerk, he didn't have anything on, no mask, no gloves, which I thought was a deal. Okay. Buddy, please, please, buddy. I'm trying to do my podcast, buddy. Please, do you mind? I had to send him out. <laughs> he was just going to keep chewing. And I've really got to not let him do that because he's gonna, he is going to get himself a raw spot. That's the dog. Okay, now back to this thing. Anyway, I get in there and absolutely nobody else but that one clerk was wearing. And there's two clerks in there. Nobody else was wearing any PPE. No masks. There was probably about 10 people in that store. little store, including kids, and nobody wearing masks, nobody wearing gloves. The gloves are really not the issue. It's the mask, <clears throat> but nobody was wearing them and wearing them. And in fact, one lady was a little bit put out. She was asking me something and I, I tried to answer her and she's, I can't even hear you with that thing on. Can you take that off so I can talk, so you can, I can hear you? And I said, no, I cannot. And I made myself clear for her. I said, I cannot take it off. I said, I, you know, I have lupus. I have to I have a bad immune system and I have to be careful. I have to wear this. And she went, God, you people in your masks. And she kind of stormed off a little bit. She was fine if you want to wear one, whatever. It doesn't bother me, but it's just kind of ridiculous. This whole business is kind of ridiculous. And she was kind of storming around the store and, and I was just kind of watching her from a distance going, God, you know, just, she was bad. And you can tell that my appearance, cause I had a hair, hair covering, head covering on and this mask. And I think my, and my glasses, you know, and gloves. And I think my, my appearance was just offensive to her, you know, of course, then when I get out to my car, she's getting out to her car. And what do I see on her car? Of course, Trump sticker. I'm telling you, these people do not believe that this thing because i heard off and on through the store how yes it's just a stupid hoax it's not even real you could hear her voice and you hear other people talking and then and except for one of the clerks <clears throat> amazingly enough the one that wasn't wearing the mask was all mad at, at the trump supporters going yeah go home and go home and take your daily dose of disinfectant <laughs> you know making fun of them because trump had touted that Asked the doctor, I guess, Dr. Burks, I'd watched the video. He actually asked the Dr. Burks if they could do a study somehow on injectable disinfectant in people. Too many Christmas. I was floored at that and I thought, yeah, let's just kill a bunch of people with disinfectant. I mean, you've already done a number on the, on a bunch of folks, um, prompting those physicians to use hydrochloroquine. 
yeah, go ahead and, and throw the other thing. I mean, people died of hydrochloroquine at the, at the VA. I guess one of the hospitals that was doing the, doing the study, they died. And I was just like, seriously, you know, really appalled. I mean, I'm really appalled, but anyhow, this guy, this guy wasn't wearing a mask or anything. And, um, but there was a sneeze guard up there and he didn't have gloves on, but he kept using hand sanitizer in his defense. And there is a mask shortage. You know, maybe he, he didn't have one. Maybe his was dirty. I don't know. He didn't look sick or anything, but it doesn't matter. You know, they say that people carry the disease. Um, people are carrying the disease, you know, when they are um, not even showing symptoms, you know. And that's what we were thinking about. That's what the doctor thought about my husband was that even though he showed no signs, that when he was started to show signs of it, the fever, you know, it came about, the coughing came about, you know, I told you he's a smoker. So it's like, you know, he coughs, all smokers cough. You know, I clear my throat a little bit from time to time, but I don't have near the cough that he does. Cause I don't smoke like he does. I have like one cigar, like only on days I do podcasts. And that's sometimes I go three or four days without doing a podcast. I'm not going to have a cigarette. I only do it when I'm sitting out here. It's like, a, I don't know what it is. I don't even suck it deep into my lungs. I just like the smell, which is retarded. I know. But anyhow, back to this other thing. Um, but the other people weren't. And they have these X's on the floor. They're supposed to be six feet apart, right? To maintain social distancing when you're staying in line. People weren't honoring that. It was very uncomfortable. The shopping experience that I had was extremely uncomfortable. And I felt so dirty when I left there. And I think it's just because I know what's floating in the air. I never felt that way before. But since I know that this is out there and we're in a pandemic, I took it seriously, as should everyone. I mean, that's what Dr. Fauci said. Dr. Fauci said, he's the CDC allergy and infectious disease specialist. He said, we should be treating this as everyone has it. If you do that, then you will stay away from people. You will wear your mask. You will social distance. You'll be careful. You'll wash your hands. If you treat the situation as if you've got it and everyone's got it. I think that's also what Dr. Sanji Gupta said too, that you need to, you need to treat it like that. That way you, in your mind, you're really being careful, but you know, people don't think it's real where I live. Many of them don't. They think that it's a, it's a hoax still. It's, oh, this is just way blown out of proportion. It's so stupid, you know, and everybody wants to go back to work. Um, and it's, I don't really know if it's work out here. It's more like, I want to be able to get to the bar. You know, I got my, my check. Unfortunately, we got a lot of people that aren't working out here. Some people that are, I would say about 50% of the people that live out where I am do not work, haven't worked in years. They're either on social security disability or they're on something that keeps them home. And, um, gosh, I wish I could qualify for that given the fact that I have lupus, but they wouldn't let me have it. So literally we're just scraping, but that's okay. I mean, you know, whatever I, I will fill it with whatever things I can do and try to make money other ways that, you know, that I can like either through podcasting or 
or my art or my writing, my stories, I will do what I can. You know, I can't be a nurse anymore, can't be at the bedside because lupus being so bad and my immune system not being very good. I know people work with lupus. I know they've been in hospital, working in the hospital bedside. I, you know, even when I was on all their specific medication treatments, I couldn't, um, I was getting sick so much that, and Kristen, if you look at some of those medications, uh, one of the side effects, bad side effects is your immune system is even worse. So it's like, what the heck, you know, I, that part never made sense to me, even as a nurse, never made sense to me to suppress my very own immune system. You know, I realized that the immune system attacks your body, but I'm thinking there's a way to deal with that, which I have been for the past going on 10 years now without pharmaceutical help. I've gone natural and, and I've survived. And that's a long story too. Someday I might do a, a dealing with lupus situation. I've got to be careful though, because I don't want to sway people from doing what they've been doing. If it's working for them. For me, it wasn't working. I seem to react, but what I discovered was some of the medications that they had me on had gelatin in them and you know in the in the you have capsule or whatever and they had no liquid form for me so and I'm highly allergic to gelatin so the gelatin was making me sick and I was just like every time I would take a pill it wouldn't be like a full-on reaction but it would be not as bad as when I inject, you know, got injected with the flu vaccine, which had gelatin in it. That took me over the edge. But um, it was bad enough, and it just gets worse and worse. Now I can't take anything. No pills that have gelatin gel caps. It has to be a vegetable vegetable cap. It has to be, um, or liquid. You know, if I need antibiotics, I have to ask the doctor to either, if it's something that's going to have a gel cap on it or whatever, or gelatin, I have to ask him to please, I can't have that. It has to be, has to be liquid, which is a pain because that means they have to literally give me more bottles, you know, because the dosage is going to be higher than for kids. Either give me more bottles or they make it more concentrated, which is, you know, it's a possibility to do that too. But either way, um, well, I actually, I've, they've always given me more bottles. I think it's because there's only so much in those bottles. Hard to say. They have to give me extra, like two of them. Like when my daughter might be taking one because she's taking a, a much lower dose than me, I would be taking a higher dose. And see, I'm also allergic to penicillin. So they have to find the equivalencies for me, you know, in the vegetarian realm. Can't have any animal products in there. So it's hard. Medicating me is not easy in any way. I mean, I usually have to stick to liquids. You would think by now that the pharmaceutical industry would realize that there's more than one person out there allergic to this stuff. And they would just go ahead and start using veggie caps on all their pills instead of, you know, unless like in the antibiotics, you know, if the veggie caps get, dis you know, disintegrate, I don't know. I don't know why not. They don't do it that way. But anyways, but yeah, it might, my shopping experience, I got everything done. I bought double what I should have and they allowed it because they said, you know, you can have two of this, two of that. I did that because I told my husband, I said, I am not going back there again for a while. I said, this is awful. I, I didn't know. I said, do you run into this when you're shopping? He goes, yes. He said, people look at you like you're crazy. 
He said, but you know, like when he goes to the grocery store, the actual grocery store, not this little Dollar General, which has everything in it, but he goes to the grocery store that was, was near his work. He said that, is that feeling better, buddy? He's on the ground, scratching his hiney with pine needles. He's rolling around. Does it feel better, baby? That's better than you's chewing. You're not chewing yourself. <laughs> He's... He must have it. I don't know. The doctor thought maybe he had like a skin hot spot. That's what the ointments are for. And he's still going to itch. I mean, he's so old. He's still going to have this thing. Anyway, he's going to keep doing that. Talking to us, buddy. Uh, okay. I think he's done making all kinds of noises. Now you're going to come back up here again, huh? Please tell me you're not going to lay down there and start chewing yourself again. I will get the cone. Good, you're going to eat. Good boy, eat your food. It'll be time for your meds soon. Okay, back to what I was saying. Um, when my husband said in the grocery stores where he goes, they're, they, you know, all the workers there wear, wear the masks and the gloves and everything, but the people don't. And my husband worked with people in his um, office. They weren't wearing masks. And he felt like he would, he had a mask in his office. And I said, do, well, when you went up to the floor, did, he goes, I just made sure they stayed away from me. I said, he said the best I could. And I said, why didn't you put a mask on? Well, then I can't understand me. And I, I said, well, I thought that you told me that they made you guys wear masks. He said, well, they started out with that attitude, but then it just went away because they really felt like it was kind of overkill. I said, yeah, and you're home now. Overkill. And you're home now because we don't know if you have COVID-19. You had the symptoms. I mean, you had to have caught it from somewhere. Where'd you catch it from? It's clearly you're wearing a mask when you go to the store and you're doing all that really carefully and being so careful when any is out. And I have people that work at different stores that go, yeah, your husband always has his mask on. So he's always good about that. But then, but then you find out that it's his job. No mask, no gloves, nobody you know, really, truly social distancing what they were, he, he eats, he would eat him on his own in his office with the door shut. So people couldn't come in there, you know, mess with him while he's eating his lunch and stuff. But he, he said that the guys out there, they all sit around each other close. At first they were social distancing during lunch hour, but, and they were breaking up their lunches at different times, but then it, they just, meh, you know, it, so and his people there are notorious for keeping their illnesses to themselves, which is fine, I guess, to a certain extent. But when they're contagions, when they're contagious illnesses, do you really think that's a smart idea? Because I don't. And I think that's, you know, they, they don't want to miss their time. They don't want to miss their work. So they're willing to come to work sick. Well, that's just wrong. And I think he's, I think he caught it at work, whatever it was. Whether it's the flu, a cold, or COVID, somebody there, I think, is the one that spread it to him because he's been so effing careful. <laughs> um, like crazy careful. So I just, it's, I'm telling you that it's important to wear the mask and I'm telling you that it's important to, to social distance. And when you, when you disrupt that, it takes just one time. One time for someone to infect you 
or for you to infect someone else. And one person can infect a whole bunch. And I told him, I said, that person, whoever it was at your office that probably did this to you, there's other people there. And, and you know, the majority of the people that work there are in their 60s and 70s. I mean, the whole place could shut down just because of this. But on a good note, he this morning got a job offer in his email, got the application to fill out for this special job that he's been wanting, um, which is low-key. No, buddy, are you okay? Can you not chew? I hate to get the cone out. Can you not chew? This my good boy. Did you eat some food? This a good boy. Buddy, no chewing. No chewing. Doctor doesn't want you chewing. Leave your skin alone. Okay, so he's just going to talk. He, he's always doing this noise. What does it matter? See, but I'm 17. Uh-uh, no chewing. Uh-uh, now here we go again. No, no, no. Sweetie, no more chew. Eat some food. You didn't even eat all your food this morning. Have your breakfast, Dad. There you go. Get some crunchies in you. See? Crunch, crunch, crunch. There he goes. He's having some food. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, no. This job that he wanted was a really cool job. It's, um, you know, it's kind of seasonal, which is okay because he's on Social Security. He gets his Social Security check once a month, and it's an okay amount, you know. Um, we live very modestly. I mean, very modestly. We're into the recycle, reuse, and... We try really hard not to have tons and tons and tons of things to pay off. You know, we're into that. We're, you know, we try to pay cash as much as we can for stuff and not do too many things on time so that we don't have, um, you know, we don't have credit cards and crap like that. So it's like we do our best. But anyways, um, this job is where he has to assemble things at different department stores. He would like go to wherever to put together like a whole bunch of barbecue pits or go someplace else to put together a whole bunch of lawnmowers or bicycles or whatever and you get paid per per thing that you put together and he said you know basically like I think bicycles might be somewhere in the neighborhood of like $35 per bike oh my gosh he's so fast he could put together easily two bikes an hour and if he had like 12 bikes to put together that's six at six bikes at 70 bucks an hour. He's done for the day in six hours. See, I mean, it's just the neatest job. And, you know, so it's puts contract, contract labor. So it's like he would work just a few days a week. So it's not to overwhelm or take away from his, his, um, you know, social security. So that's what he's hoping to do. And if he does that, oh my gosh. You know, it's really, like, really, truly retiring. He looks like Santa Claus anyways. He really does. He said during Christmas time, if this stinking thing is over, which, you know, we don't think it's going to be, but he said, I'm going to talk to wherever it is that I'm at. Oh, choose some more. Oh, you're scratching your ear. Okay. You cannot not be vocal, can you, buddy? Yeah, talk about it every time you're scratching or chewing or whatever. Um, anyways, he said he would dress up like Santa Claus. For the, you know, and if someone was, you know, I mean, oh, excuse me, 
Someone took a picture of him, you know, like for the paper, for the flyer. He'd be dressed up in a Santa suit. He looks just like Santa Claus. So it'd be like, that would be cool, you know, to be dressed up like Santa and help kind of boost some the morale for kids. Because let me tell you something, children are so worried. That, that was so cute. There was a little kid asked, it was one of Will Smith's kids, asked Dr. Fauci if the tooth fairy would be if the tooth fairy could come was the tooth fairy going to get was the tooth fairy going to get covid was that going to stop the tooth fairy from coming and dr fauci grinned a big grin and he said look he said the tooth fairy i assure you it's not going to get get corona and it's not going to keep her from taking care of your teeth don't you worry about that tooth fairy the tooth fairy is fine and um in the Okay, buddy, you're interrupting my podcast with all your words. Yeah, you kind of are there, bud. Why don't you go for your walk? Buddy! <laughs> go for your walk. He's not even hurt. He's just talking. You talk a lot with that wimp. It's like whimpering, but it's not really whimpering because then he grins at you. I mean, he has no problem running around chewing stuff. Anyways, um... But no, he, he said, you know, that's all your magical creatures out there. They can't catch the COVID, so don't worry. So that means Santa Claus. That means, you know, so that I think if kids saw him putting together, you know, during Christmas season, putting together the bicycles and doing all that, it would probably boost the morale. Because let me tell you, this is a rough time for these kids. They feel like... You know, they don't understand. I mean, their whole lives, most of them. Now, our life didn't disrupt because I told you we homeschooled. I've been homeschooling since the get-go, and I'm glad we have because this is not hard on my daughter. She, The only thing that's hard is that she can't go to the store, and she used to go all the time, you know, mall and stuff like that. We would do things like that, and, and we're not now. Um, that's the biggest thing. Uh, and her little friend down the street that would come visit her every once in a while, not very often, but, you know, enough. And then, um, but that's it. But all these other kids, they're used to going to school, you know, after school maybe, heading, heading out to the soda shop or whatever. You know, they're used to having that all the time. And I used to sit there and think how depressed, you know, I felt bad because we weren't doing that. And I always say everything happens for a reason, Right. You know, we live out in the country, so to get to the soda shop or to get to wherever every day after school is kind of hard to do, especially right now since we're on one car, we have one car, and my husband was taking it for work. So it was just, but everything happens for a reason. This social distancing and staying home doesn't affect my daughter. She doesn't seem to be bothered by it at all because it's normal for her, except for her friends that come visit. They're not visiting now. They visit over the fence. They social distance and they talk over the fence is what they do. Wave at each other and stuff like that. So there's that. It's not like she's totally, you know, away from her buds, but <clears throat> but they understand, you know, they can't come over and because I've, you know, with my lupus and everything and they're not allowed to anyways. I mean, but here's the deal. They're going to open up the, I think it's this state. I think it's this Friday. And she's kind of like, can they come over? I'm like, no. No, I'm sorry. We're going to continue this social distancing because they're not opening schools. And they did say they really felt like it would be a smart move 
for parents to continue to social distance their kids because the kids seem to be the ones that you really can't tell if they're sick or not all the way through the whole thing if they got COVID. So to be safe. And, you know, <clears throat> during the Spanish flu, and I'm not going to misquote this because apparently I did a post a while back on Facebook. I sent a post that um, I actually, all I did was share what another article was someone had put out there. I thought, well, that's interesting information. I'll share it. Well, apparently there was a little tiny piece of false information in there. And I got dinged on it, as did the person who originally shared it in the article that was written. Um, but anyway, about the Spanish flu, how when they relax the social distancing, relax the measures, it came back with a terrible force. And <clears throat> they misquoted, I guess, the wrong... Then the round amounts of people, but it was still in the thousands, came back getting sick again. So it's like all that work for, for what, you know, it still killed way too many people. And they're telling, they're trying to tell Trump, they're trying to tell everybody that, you know, you do really want to repeat the history. This, we should learn from that flu. If we relax things, this is what's going to happen. And from what I understand, <clears throat> the Spanish flu is H1N1. And that, we have a vaccine for, see. So we have a vaccine for that. We don't have one for this one. Well, we won't have one for about two years. It won't be effective. And they can rush shit through. They've done this before where they rush vaccines through and they're not effective. And then you've got people like me who can't take them because for some reason they won't take out the animal products in these vaccines so I can't take it and my daughter she's always had towards the end when she was getting her vaccines she started having problems with them so we just stopped you know we didn't go on with the boosters and we did homeschooling that's when I told my husband I said let's just homeschool I mean we'll be smart about this we won't subject but even so you know I mean that's the rule you got to be vaccinated before you go to school understandably so but I mean, if you choose to homeschool, she's had everything the first time around. She's, you know, the boosters and stuff she hasn't had. And and she didn't do well the last one. And that's when we made that decision. And our DO said, look, you know, let's just back off and see how she does. And let's not rock the boat. And then, you know, we decided the homeschooling thing and, we told him that. I said, we're thinking about homeschooling anyhow. So that takes care of that. And since he can here where we are, it's fine. You know, it's like, yeah, okay. So problem solved right there. But, you know, huh. some kids can't. And she had issues, so she might be one of those people, you know, like me, that just can't handle what's in them. There are a few people that can't. And those are the ones that, that benefit, I guess, from what they call the herd immunity, if that's a thing. Um, but the jury's out on herd immunity. It's a theory, you know, that if other people are vaccinated, you know, you're, you're immune just because they're not carrying the disease, you know, and they're what have you. But then there have been some failed vaccines. I think there was uh, the DTaP or whatever, the pertussis vaccine, 
went sour wasn't very good one year. I can't remember what year that was, but there was like in this little tiny town of Reno, 70 people, 70 children wound up with, with the um, pertussis. And it was a small town, and everybody in that town, all those children had been vaccinated. They got sick, and they got really sick. And so it was like, and I'm probably misquoting it, but as far as where it was, I'm not sure where it was. But anyhow, that right there tells you that not every time are these vaccines perfect. You know, they're not 100%. So, and there might be a bad batch too. You never know. So the key, I think, is just to maintain good hygiene practices of washing your hands. If you're sick, stay home. And that beauty of homeschooling is you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, you're going to miss your days of school because in this and that, and you're going to get in trouble. And, you know, back with my eldest, she was in public school and she was homeschooled, so it was off and on. The public school system was, it was so difficult where we were at the time because <clears throat> she had this problem with strep. And then we finally got our tonsils out. Well, in the beginning, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, every time we turned around, she was sick. Her strep throat, she had to stay home. She was contagious. They wanted to, they wanted to expel her. Literally. I mean, it was like punish her for being sick. It was ridiculous. And finally, I just told my daughter, I said, let's just, let's just stay home. Let's just not even, let's just homeschool. Okay, I said, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll do that now until you're over the hump, covering from getting your, your tonsils out and all that. Let's just homeschool. I mean, they're, they're going to make it hard on us anyways. They didn't even want to send her home with the work. I thought that was crazy. They just went, now let's just expel you. We'll hold you back a year. And the problem was, is she, hi, Mama. That's my kitty cat. Uh, the problem is, is that they are, she was, way more advanced than everybody else so you know that's an issue you got a kid that's way more advanced but then they get sick all the time which is what, what she did and then they instead of being decent about it and realizing that she really was okay and maybe giving her homework to do at home no they were so worried about those days that she was missing and then of course I didn't quite understand that but they talked about funding you know x number of children need to be sitting in the school in order for them to get their funding from the state or from the, you know, the government. So it's like she was keeping them from getting, she was on, she was like the edge. Like she was that one pupil that I guess caused them to possibly lose their funding. And if they expelled her, I guess there was something there that would save them. And it didn't make sense to me and I was pretty pissed about it. And so, you know, now we're here with this little one here, and I made the decision, screw all that shit. We're going to homeschool because it's already been proven, especially with my eldest, that she was way ahead of everybody. Let's just let her be way ahead. Why not? <laughs> and then we don't have to worry about the vaccine situation, you know, since she was having difficulty with them. And then we don't have to worry about if she gets sick, you know, she can lay in bed and read a book, <laughs> you know doesn't have to be a big deal so and right now everybody's in that situation they're all home like today would be a normal school day it's Monday but see for us I'll see this week daddy's home so we're I told Pete I told my sweet we're not going to do school this week so not not organized school I said we're going to have just kind of a relaxed school 
meaning let's do architecture one more week and do some more artwork. She did a bunch of stuff. She was building things. And if you want to do, she wanted to do some landscaping design on her little fairyland place that she's got put together. She has this little, little walking track kind of thing that she made. And um, in the center of that walking track, she's got a, um, as her thinking spot is what she calls it. She's got all these little fairy houses and stuff. And she wanted to work on that some more. And I'm like, yeah, use your imagination. This is a good week to do that. Daddy's home. It's kind of hard to not... Cause he's here you know and he talks to her and stuff and that guy was going back to the thing about the social distancing within the home it's kind of hard to do that since we're all inside that little tiny trailer and we always we all felt like maybe last week we all felt kind of under the weather anyway so whatever it was that he had we might have had and i'm doing good this week and so is little munchkin she's doing fine too so she's going to work on that and um we're going to read stories play Scrabble. Scrabble's a great learning game. I bought <clears throat> when I was at the store yesterday, I got a I got a word search book so we can work on that together and um, sometimes we write stories you know, however help me come up with the plot and the theme and the, you know, we, we use our English book and we go and put the parts together and make outlines and decide how we're going to write a story. Sometimes we do that together. So it's not like she's not doing learning of sorts. It's just not this American history and world history and science. And I mean, you know, we're doing a little bit of it, but it's worked into the projects that we're doing. So we're going to do that this week. And then next week, if he ends up going back or if you're upset, buddy. Shh, it's okay. Buddy, what is it? What's the matter? Oh, I see. You're upset because she's eating cat food? That's her food. You haven't seen her in a while, have you? My cat Tabitha has been out in the woods lately. She was a feral cat that we rescued. And um, she came to us for food, but she was she's feral. Well, she's had two litters of her babies with us. And she became very friendly when she had those, and we took care of her during the time. And, and then as soon as she was done nursing them and caring for them, she took off, and she left us with her babies. So we have six of her babies that we're taking care of right now. And they're not really babies anymore. They're darn near. One's, one litter's almost two years old, and the other one's almost a year old. But she's over here eating food, and she's been out in the woods. <laughs> God knows what she's been doing out there. Um... And I'll tell you, you know, having these cats has been great because they keep the rodent population down. Let me tell you, living in the country, it's good to have cats. Okay, back to this thing now. Um, I can't even remember where I was. Now my dog's scratching again. <laughs> okay, so I said say earlier on, and I'm trying really hard not to hang on the Donald Trump nightmare, but I said earlier on, this is not a Donald Trump pro Donald Trump podcast because I do not like that man. Um, I am anxiously waiting for November to come so I can vote him out of office because I just think he's terrible. He's done nothing but hurt this nation ever since he's been in office. He's undone everything that Obama put in place. He's done a terrible job with this um, pandemic. Terrible. Terrible. He's 
he's, you know, tried to put his own anecdotal nonsense out there and his own, you know, his own touting his own cures and some of them dangerous, like injecting disinfectant and stuff. Although he always does say, you know, well, you know, you need, we just need doctors for that to see if we can do that. But I mean, come on, you mention it and someone's going to be stupid enough to try it. Right. They're just, you know, apparently after he made that comment in, in his briefing, I read an article that the, the poison control, um, hotline or whatever was overwhelmed by people who thought they had ingested, um, disinfectants and were having problems. They were sending people to the emergency room. This is in New York city. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but they said it was a 30% or 40% higher, 30% higher call rate on that kind of stuff the day he did that. I find that a little bit interesting. People were going to try it. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing. I've always likened Trump to Hitler because he, he is such a, he's so racist. He's so, such a bigot and he's so, he's against um, the media, you know, so was, so was Hitler. Hitler didn't like the media. He always would say everything was fake news and, and he was all about the pure race and, you know, okay, well, Trump is all about no immigrants. You know, you just look at what he is. He's just like, just like Hitler and Hitler did something that was terrible. And I'm not trying to throw this out there, but he had his crazy, I should say crazy, his doctors and people that worked underneath him do horrible experiments on the Jewish people or the concentration camp um, prisoners just, just because he wanted to do all kinds of tests. And I mean diabolical things I can't even mention. I don't even know all of it, but I just know that Many of the people that were experimented on ended up dead. Well, guess what? We got a president out here now touting hydrochloroquine and zinc or hydrochloroquine and zithromycin together. And it's killing some of the vets that are in the VA. And they said the death rate's higher when they do that treatment than it is when they just don't do that. And then he goes, he, he touts the whole idea of let's try, we want to try, um, how about chewing the disinfectant? You know, the UV light doesn't bother me. That, that, he, he often talked about that. I got cats. They be, they be getting after each other. Okay. Uh, they're siblings. Siblings are going to argue, especially if they're boys. Oh my goodness. Anyways. Um, no, I mean he, and then he wants to check into doing this disinfectant business. Like I said, I don't mind the UV light going outside and getting some fresh air. That actually was an intelligent say, stay. Um, I did hear people say, people did say that he, sorry, stay. Did People did say that, you know, whoa, he's offering UV light. Come on now. Okay, that's not, um, as long as it's sunshine and you're careful, you could even put on some sunscreen to protect, prevent the harmful rays from hitting you and just get a little bit of sun to convert the vitamin D. That's a known immune booster. Not to mention we need vitamin D for our, um, you know, for the bones and stuff, you know, works with calcium, but 
they got they, they kind of went overboard when they started hollering about that. That was not the problem. That that's the journalists were upset about that. That wasn't my issue with him. I was like actually amazed that he said that, and I thought, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. He's actually saying something intelligent for a change. But then he then he went to the how we can get the UV light inside the body, and I thought, oh my goodness. Well, you know, I know they do phototherapy. Um, the lights, you know, when babies are jaundiced, it's kind of a UV type thing, not a dangerous, not a dangerous um, uh, delivery, you know. You have to cover your eyes, and it's basically laying under a very, very, I don't want to say a tanning bed, but something that um, helps get rid of the jaundice. And sunlight does it too, you know. Sunlight, if you put your baby's bassinet by the window, that's what they used to do years ago to help get the jaundice to go away. But you got to be careful. You don't want them to get harmful rays to where they can get burned or, you know, the DNA can be disrupted to where you wind up with cancer and things like that. So you got to be careful. But of all the things he said, that was probably the most intelligent thing he's ever said. Um, that's not necessarily founded without science. But the disinfectant thing, when he went there with that one, I just went, okay, we're done. This is getting out of hand. I, I don't understand. I can't give him a pass on that. Well, apparently he got all pissed because he saw the backlash from the disinfectant thing. Right away, there was a reporter that kind of went after him about that. So I, you know, And so, of course, as usual thing, Trump goes after the reporters and it turned into a stupidness. And I was I can't even watch this. So I turned it off. Well, now he's so upset that everybody all over the media and social media and every place else is giving him grief about this disinfectant business. He just doesn't know if he wants to have briefings anymore. What's the use if they're going to make fun and, you know, misquote me? Okay, watch the video. There's no misquoting. He said it. Well, I was just being sarcastic to a reporter's question. No, you were asking before you ever went to the reporter's questioning section of the briefing you asked point blank asked dr burks is this something that we can do can we look into a way to inject disinfectant you know to kind of clean the lungs okay see he said that to the doctor asked can we can we check into this and the whole time he's talking her face has got this look like oh dear god just this look of total, uh, what do I do with this, right? So, but he, I guess, apparently, since everybody watched that, now they're all making fun of him, and there's memes everywhere. I, you know, the little meme thingies that people put up on Facebook posts and stuff of pictures they've doctored, of, you know, just everything under the sun, every satire they can come up with. All the cartoonists are out coming out of the woodwork and using that. But here's the thing. He's mad about it. He thinks they should be sued for doing that, and they should be take their Nobel their Nobel prizes should be taken away. The guy's loony. Okay, you know it's freedom of speech. We have the First Amendment. He did do say those things. He actually did it. Okay, he actually said it. It's a done deal. I mean, if he doesn't want people to make fun, if he doesn't want people to point those things out, don't friggin' say them. And then, you know, that's that's number one right there. And then number two, uh, well, I mean, what could you say about that? 
he just he has not that's that's one of the things that that Hitler hated was when when the reporters would tout or not tout but say the things that he was doing he he kept if it was actual actuality he would get angry call them you know fake news and things like that well that's exactly what Trump does everything's fake news but he's all but hurt he wants to sue people for what they said and uh but here's something else too because you know he's being made fun of all the time and he doesn't like that he doesn't think that's right you shouldn't make fun of me but doesn't he make fun of other people all the time doesn't he do it i mean hell he stood up there at one of his rallies and mimicked a cerebral palsy reporter making fun of him someone who has cerebral palsy a reporter that can't help it i guess you know i mean Trump stood up there and made fun of him. You know, shaking his hand and oh, making these noises. He was mocking this reporter. It's What I find interesting about Trump is it's okay for him to mock and make fun of everybody. But you can't do it to him. You can't do it about him. What makes him so special? Oh, he's the president? No, I'm sorry. Everybody went after Obama with unbelievable vigor. They did. When Obama was in office, they went after him with every kind of terrible meme make fun. The only reason that you didn't hear about any kind of backlash about it is because Obama took it in stride. He just let it roll off his shoulders and went on about running the country, literally taking care of the country. You know, I should say running. He went on about taking care of the country, serving the country. He did his job. And so you didn't hear about all this stuff because he didn't care. I shouldn't say he didn't care. I'm sure it hurt his heart. But he didn't make it look like it did. He just kind of went, eh, people are going to do it. They got their freedom of speech, whatever. And he didn't He didn't go after people. Trump is just a big baby, big, huge man-toddler, big orange, bloated toddler. He just, if he can't, he just has temper tantrum after temper tantrum. And he's worse than I am. <laughs> Twitter storm. I don't do Twitter, but, you know. I do get a little ranty at times, angry about things, and but he is over the top. Over the top. Oh, my God. And disjointed when he talks. is, You know, I'm disjointed too, but guess what? I'm not responsible for serving this entire country as the president. And I never will because, let's face it, you don't want me as your president. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I know I'm disorganized. I know what my faults are and I know what my shortcomings are. And I certainly wouldn't wish that on anybody. I mean, I've, I'm good to take care of me, but this man thinks he can handle everything. And he's just an abominable person and he's terribly disorganized. And he's just, he's focused on the wrong things. And I think that's what upsets me. There's people dying in the United States, just dying from this disease and all he cares about is his ratings it just I mean, you've heard me say this in previous casts just beyond pisses me off that all he cares about is his ratings and oh poor me and oh poor that he doesn't care about the fact that we need to take care of the people that's what he's supposed to do guide them carefully i am very disappointed in the experts right now though because they're trying to explain away and basically give him a pass, give Trump a pass on his stupid, stupid suggestions. I don't think they should do that. 
They're the experts. They need to behave like experts and say, no, no, you can't do that. She should have immediately spoke up while he said those things about the disinfectant and said, uh, no, are you crazy? No. Why would you? No. You can't inject that stuff in the skin. You can't inject it in the body. Why are you? What? Ugh. Never should have given him a pass. But, but she did. And then she tried to explain it away. And, I, you know, that's a problem. Trump, that's a Trumpy problem. Most of your Trump supporters will try to explain away his horrible comments. Be they bigotry, be they this danger. I just don't understand it. Mm. Listen, it is coming up on the hour and I need to go do dishes and get some stuff done and get my critters taken care of and the little munchkins still sleep and I'm letting her sleep as long as she wants because I feel like her immune system will be stronger if she gets good rest and so I'm going to do that. And uh, But anyway, this is a displaced northerner. And I believe this is episode three, season one. And I am Ruth Wittstein, and I will speak at you all later. Peace out.